the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Throughout All Ages 1530 Apologetics, where the conversation always gives you a foundation that is built on biblical principles so you can intellectually and critically learn to weigh out decisions about life with truth, facts, contradictions, and the reality we live in, and history. Host Joe Gaona covers topics like apologetics, worldviews, contemporary culture, and the Word of God to help you articulate a defense for how you live your Christian life. See how you can get involved in support Throughout All Ages 1530 Apologetics by visiting ThroughoutAllAgesMinistries.com That's ThroughoutAllAgesMinistries.com Joe, where is that magnifying glass? Radio host and co-founder of Throughout All Ages Ministry, Joe Guyona, left to be with the Lord on October 2nd, 2021. Since then, we've been playing special replays of his radio program, his celebration of life, and past interviews. On today's Throughout All Ages Ministry, we're playing an excerpt from an interview with Joe's wife and co-founder of Throughout All Ages Ministry, Stacy Guyona, who is on On the Road with Jesus with Rody Fisher. Here's part one of her interview. I want to thank you for joining us today. I have a dear friend um, that is going to be my special guest this morning. I would love it if um, if you guys were in the audience and I could see you and hear you because she has a really good message today. She um, she and I met um, a few years ago. I interviewed her husband on my show a couple of years ago. They have a ministry together, um, and I'll, she'll be able to talk about that. But I would really love for you to know her story. Welcome, Stacy Giona. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, Rody, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be a part of your show today. Wow, great. For our listeners, I really would like for you to talk about you know, where you came from, your past, so that people could relate to you a little bit more. Absolutely. I am actually grew up and born and raised in San Diego, California. Um, uh, I grew up, at, um, my real biological father was a biker, or um, he liked riding his motorcycle. And my mom grew up in, they both grew up in a good family where they went to church and um, from a young age, I don't, it would seem more traditional. But when I turned five, my my dad, my biological father, um, sat us three siblings down. I have a brother who's the youngest, about three years younger than me, and my sister who's about 18 months younger than me. And um, he sat us down 
and said, daddy's leaving for a while. And the next time I saw him, he was nine, I was nine years old and he periodically stopped by every four years and showed his face and then God gone. Um, my, through that time of growing up, um, did you want me to bring yeah, in? Go like, ahead. How, yeah. So, um, when I was born, I was dedicated into the Catholic family. So they had to set aside um, who was going to be my godmother and godfather. Well, the godfather was a Christian and he gave me he gave me during that time a Bible. And then when I was around five, I my mom gave it to me and I was looking at it. Um, my mom was not saved. She once my dad left, she got very much involved in a drug lifestyle. And um, so but um, we had Jesus on the wall and I would look at it and wonder, like, who is this Jesus? And I wanted to know who he was, but there was no one to tell me. And there would be times I would say, Mom, when it, what is Easter? Or just ask people around me, what is Easter and what is Christmas? And they said Easter Bunny and Santa Claus. I'm like, no, the real meaning of Easter and Christmas. And so because I had it mixed up because there was no biblical counsel there. And so um, they, you know, Christmas is the birth of Jesus and Easter was the death of Jesus on the cross and resurrection. And um, I had friends that went to Awana's. There was a church behind my house. And uh, so there was um, little kisses from Jesus through like just those little ounces of, hey, I am real through that time of growing up, probably from five years old all the way up till 12 and 12 was a big time in my life because well let me rewind back my mom got married to a man when I was nine years old and once they got married they said it's time to go to church and mm -hmm. we started getting very consistent in youth group at 12 years old and there was a youth group um, going up to the mountains and I really wanted to go so I um, apps I went and that was when the first time I heard the gospel message and understood I was in need of a savior there was sin I was separated from God and I was in need as a, as a savior and there's just a few of us there and my heart was pattering and I'm like I want to serve this Jesus because I want to go to heaven and so I did um, accept Jesus into my life at 12 years old. And I was very excited. Um, the lady who led me to Jesus, um, I never saw her again. <laughs> and um, our, my youth pastor, we, we actually, there was a series of events of us going and seeing like Left Behind movie or going to a Youth for Christ event, which really helped me. I um, went to school telling all my friends at 12 years old about Jesus and how we are in need of a savior. Um, but uh, I 13 hit and... Um, I was still going to church and getting very involved. But once I hit 14, um, I slowly drifted away from that. Not too long. 
but um, probably about eight or nine months, I got pretty rebellious with my mom, hanging out with the wrong crowd, and um, a little partying as well at um, 14 years old, and my mom was devastated. She just went to, her, oh, I would like to share this too, rewind back. When I gave my life at 12 years old, it was, um, I came home and told my mom and the, it was pretty amazing because she was struggling during that time and she went back out and just really had that time with the Lord and saying, I want to be right before you. So that was a really amazing time to hear that later on that God used that in my mom's life. And wow, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And um, so when I started getting rebellious and thinking, um, I was amazing and and that sin looked appealing and it wasn't as scary as I thought it was. Um, it, it, the devil lures us and disguising sin to look good. But um, there were so many incidents during that horrible time in my life where God would be brought up. And what was so amazing, I still loved going to youth group. And so I would go to church and those um, we were in a transition of a youth pastor and he would really have us dig into the word, which I did not receive at 12 years old. So um, that discipleship, I began to finally experience what the Bible means and how as a Christian, we can't serve two masters. And one day I was hanging out with my friends, my bad friends, and the verse came to mind that there's a road that leads to destruction and many go there. But then the narrow path that leads to life. And I decided that day I wanted to be on the road. It's narrow, but I wanted to be on that road that led to life and serve Jesus. So it was probably a little before my 15th birthday, I went in front of the church and received Jesus as Lord and Savior. And from that point on, I was walking with the Lord. Wow. You know, sometimes um, it's just another deeper commitment. Um, not that you weren't saved necessarily, but your whole heart, this is, you know, you just gave it all at that right. point. And there was something I was taught growing up that when someone dies, they automatically go to heaven. So when I was 12 and realized when I die, I'm not automatically going to heaven, that I need to get right with my Savior then I, you know what, that meant a lot to me to understand that I am separated from God and I no longer wanted to be separated from Jesus. Now, were there things that you got involved in or after you made that second commitment, was there a change that happened in your life? Like, um, did you, uh, you know, want to tell people like the blind man, come meet a man that I'm, you know, I, I love that story about him because he's, he's trying to tell the Pharisees what happened and they don't believe him. And he says, they want to ask him again, how, how he was able to see. And he said, well, I already told you that, but you didn't believe me the first time. So uh, uh, yeah, there's a story that goes along with some kind of change that happens after you accept the Lord. Absolutely. When I 
first um, at when I received the Lord at 15, a little before 15, I really digged into scripture and um, and I wanted to read the Bible all the time. I was memorizing scripture and I, it was a time of discipleship and to know who Jesus is and um, and to just I wanted to start from Genesis and go through the Bible. And I read a lot of the gospel. What did Jesus do here on earth? And, um, you know, they say when you become a Christian, the that the devil tries to get after you even more. Well, so that was as a kid, I that was always on in the back of my mind. But my life just reflected Jesus mm -hmm. at 15 years old. I would go to school and my friends would come up to me and say, Stacy, did so you're saying um, is this true that if Adam didn't sin? we would be perfect. We would go to heaven. And I said, absolutely. But if you were Eve, you would probably make the same mistakes because Adam and Eve were perfect. And so, you know, these neat conversations, just inviting all my friends to church and um, doing outreaches and feeding the homeless, it was uh, raising money and uh, having, um, just going into uh, Mexico and sharing the gospel out there on the streets. We, I was just really in, in, um, engulfed in the things of God. Yeah, there's a hunger and thirst to do, um, to give what you, what you just received um, to others. And, you know, there, there's this need to want other people to know him as well. So yeah. um, it, it's so nice to see that that's, what happened. Now, you get married, you have children, and I want to fast forward to the fact that you and your husband, Joe, start this ministry. Now, tell us about the ministry, how it started, and what was what was it all about? Yeah, and it didn't just happen. God did a work in our life and prepared us for this amazing future that was about to happen. Um, you know, we were, our kids are growing up. I, um, that where they grew up in the church and now they're getting older. And we do, um, I, on May, on March 3rd, we go to an event. It's a mission conference out in West Grove, um, in the I, Orange County area. And I, my girls wanted, one of them wanted to be a missionary. So we got a group from our church and drove up um, to West Grove area and Garden Grove. And we went to this conference and it was all about um, missions. And one lady got up and spoke and said, you don't have to leave your home, leave the country to share the gospel, share it here in your own land. And that ministered to me because I, um, I was sharing the gospel wherever I was was at, but did I really take the incentive to go to a stranger, you know, just in the grocery stores, everywhere I went, in the laundromat, did I do that? So they actually gave us a challenge. Take three gospel tracts and pass them out. And in the meantime, um, my friend on social media was praying for her husband. And I'm like, how 
neat is that? We, we're supposed to pray for our husband, and we do, but there were specific prayers. So I started doing that with a think a 31 day pray for your husband specific prayers. And when we came back from that conference, my friend came up to me and said, Hey, let's do um, a, a witnessing class. And I talked to my husband and he's like, yeah, let's do it. And so what we use, the resources we use was the way of the master, um, the Romans road and my own personal, our, our own personal testimony. We started witnessing in the malls, which was amazing, but a little challenging. We realize that this generation are saying they're, they're saying they're atheists, they're saying they're agnostic, and they're asking evolutionary questions. And we're like, wow, um, different culture for sure. So we got involved at the Creation Museum and, um, started really studying apologetics and um soon after that it, it became official i believe in 2017 my husband became a nonprofit of, through my husband and i became a, a um non a ceo of the nonprofit throughout all ages ministries and what that consists of is going in to the public high schools in junior high and elementary to building up the student's character to intellectually have them think about their worldview and weigh it with truth. And we have a list of topics that we present for the kids. And it was so amazing. One of the first years of going into the public schools, um, we were all over um, the schools in San Diego. And um, our goal is to go in a little over four times a year and present them with key topics so that, you know, to grab them before they leave the school and head to college to give them that foundation. Because the statistics are 65 to 85% of kids who grow up in a Christian home end up walking away from their faith. So if we can get them before they leave the home, that, you know, that, that would be accomplished that they would have an answer for the hope that isn't within them. So they would identify and study and know the truth and be able to identify the counterfeit. So, and the Bible says, always be ready to give an answer for the hope that is in you. Right. That's so good. Now you guys have the creation museum right down there too, in San Diego. Yeah. Is, yes. that, is that Kim Hans? Um, Actually, yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was, it was ICR. Ken Ham was a part of it. So what happened is Henry Morris moved to Texas and uh, Ken Ham moved to Kentucky and he has the Ark Encounter out there I and a, a huge art, uh, creation museum. So right. yeah, it's just blowing up in some exciting um, resources out there through Answers in Genesis and ICR. Gosh, you know, is that I've, I've heard great things about uh, the Creation Museum down in San Diego. I really need to take my grandkids down there because it does answer a lot of questions that kids have. Like, what about dinosaurs? You know, absolutely. Um, it's a yeah. walk through the Bible and you start in the beginning with creation and then you go through corruption, catastrophe, confusion, Christ 
crossed in consternation. One day we will be with Jesus in heaven. So it goes through the whole gospel message. And one thing is in the beginning, it talks about who are we? And it really gives the those that go into the museum, who are they and where are they going to go when they die? So I, it's just a great resource to really look, walk through the Bible, take that journey right. through the Bible. Wow. And so that's what you take to the kids, things like that. So, yeah. so and morality, morality, um, resurrection. How do we know that there was a resurrection or why do good people, why do bad things happen to good people? Well, they'll realize there are no good people and sin has separated us from God. So we on our website throughout all ages, um, dot com. We um, throughout all ages ministries dot com. Um, there is a list of um, resources of our talking points. And um, yeah, so. Wow, what a beautiful ministry. Now, I've I've seen some videos of of Joe um, in the high school setting, I guess it is um, in the gym um, speaking how in the world do you guys get into public schools to do this? Yeah, God has um, really blessed us, me, with building relationships with ministry leaders who are already in the public schools. So we come in and we're invited as a guest speaker. Wow, so good. Um, you know, I, I think you know that I, I teach third, fourth, fifth, and sixth graders the Bible in public schools. I happen to be in Chino Hills. But the thing that I really want to impress the kids on is laying enough of a foundation, ask, having them ask all those questions about what about dinosaurs and, you know, what we can say about that. And really let them know that as they get older, nothing can shake them from their belief in Jesus because their foundation is solid. Absolutely. You know, we, we only get them a short amount of time. Um, my, my whole focus is, of course, lead them to the Lord. Exactly. Um, my second for, um, goal is to get them so familiar with God that they can, the Bible, that they can get into the Bible, know where to look for different things, either by word or, you know, in the back, a lot of Bibles have um, the, the um, different, some Bibles have different commentaries and things, but I want them to get used to their own Bible so that Absolutely. they can go to the Bible to for the truth. And then the third thing is, of course, you know, praying and but getting that solid foundation because they will be hit with creation. And um, many teachers today are so hostile towards the Bible that it's very difficult for the average student to come away with any kind of um, learning and getting a good grade without, um, you know, the teachers really putting pressure. Yeah. Apologetics. I like how you brought foundation because apologetic comes from a word not saying I'm apologizing, but opposite of saying I apologia, I'm giving you an answer, a defense. And what happens is a lot of Sunday schools have drawn away from, um, you know, their teaching stories like, um, and they use the word story instead of 
historical events. You know, the Bible, we need to show the kids that the Bible is truth. And the Bible is the history book of the universe. And that it has a wealth amount of his, um, scientific accuracy that um, if they would have just went to the Bible first, knowing that the earth was a spear or, and then, you know, the other thing would be the days of the earth or the, the days of the weeks. And so what we're trying to drive to these students is that the Bible is trusted and that it is real accurate information. And there was a point I was trying to get and I kind of lost it. But what the goals are that, you know, mainly so they will trust what the Bible is saying. And a lot of kids grow up and they start thinking that the Bible is a fairy tale because they're being taught this funny little Noah's Ark floating, which that isn't even how Noah, what we've taught in Sunday school, the Noah's Ark doesn't even look like that. Or do the Sunday schools talk about dinosaurs on the Ark? And then what day was that dinosaurs created? And, you know, they say land animals were created on the sixth day. So I would say dinosaurs are land animals and they were created on the sixth day as well. So a lot of things where we have to just our teaching so it wouldn't look so much like a fairy tale but show them that it's real historical events that are taking place exactly wow that is so super that's part one of stacy guyona's interview tune in next week for the continuation of this throughout all ages ministry program that's a take and this has been throughout all ages 1530 apologetics you can learn more about your host, Joe Gaona, how to support and get involved with 1530 Apologetics by visiting throughoutallagesministries.com. That's throughoutallagesministries.com. 1530 Apologetics is vigorously setting the pace to give easy answers to hard questions in the culture we live in. So be sure to join Joe at this same time next week for more biblical principles to help you intellectually and critically learn to weigh out decisions about life with truth, facts, contradictions, the reality we live in, and history. This has been Throughout All Ages 1530 Apologetics on K-Praise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.